Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 410. We are that podcast talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami, back this week. And for some reason, Ichigo's um, video display went the way of the dodo bird. Hold on. I might have the wrong setting here. Let me flip it over. Ah, there we go. See, there she is. She didn't disappear. I blame myself for picking the wrong... The wrong... um scene here to show everybody on display so yeah so that june weather y'all was actually kind of nice out today i'm not complaining either it feels more like the way the weather in may is supposed to be you know but i ain't gonna complain if the weather's gonna be this way i just have this feeling that at that July is going to be very chill. It's going to be hot as balls in August and September. That's still going to be pretty hot in July. Just yeah. you wait. Oh, oh, I believe it. I just, I'm just bet, I'm just betting on the fact that if it's just strictly July or going towards August, that mean that means I delay putting my uh, air conditioner in the window, which means I don't have to pay the extra fifty dollars for that month. Hmm. So th- th- that's that's the thing I- I- I'm all about. So, anywho, how is everybody doing tonight? Doing all right. Oh, that's good. That's good to hear. Uh, don't mind me looking off screen. I'm just making sure that my tablet, my Surfacer tablet, is pushing the updates on the side as it's supposed to be. So we are golden. So we are live week of June 11th, 2019, right here on Twitch TV. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, if you're any other time zone, hi, how you doing? <laughs> you can interact with us at live.bognetwork.com. You can also find us at uh, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session and at Twitch TV slash Vogue Network. And we are proud members of the Vogue Network, which is the Voice of Geeks Network. Vognetwork.com. And you can also find us over at Discord, which is vognetwork.com slash Discord. We have a chat room in there, so swing by, have a good time, and say hi, you know? We're all, there's always somebody from the show checking us, checking things out, so hey. All right, so, you know, we got that going. Um, my apologies for the intro video. I updated VLC, and it kind of knocked some settings out of whack, so I got to go back and retweak them as they should be, so... Eh. I'll figure it out one way or another. So, this is the part of the show where we go around the room asking everybody about their weekend day. So, Ari, how was your week? How was your day? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I got paid today, and Ka-ching. I did spend a good chunk of that on bills. But it was nice, and then, and so much as in, I didn't have the garnishment to deal with this week. Oh, that's great. Well, see, here's the thing, like, like the paper i got from the social security office says it's been you know 
I guess, suspended, not suspended, uh, like, ceased until further notice, but my, uh, the payroll department at work, you know, they got, you know, sent a, they got sent a copy as well. It was sent to me. It says they were ordered, like, yeah, stop taking this guy's money. But uh, it's that kind of, you know, verbal ambiguity, which I'm not sure if they're just going to go, oh, wait, we actually have this, have this. We're going to take, like, take it back again. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm just remaining optimistic about it. I just, I still have to set up a, an appointment to see, okay, when am I going to get the garnished money back? Um, but other than that, uh, what do they watch? Uh, the Super Show, the Super Showdown, sorry, from, uh, Jetta, my friend and I watched that the other night. Yeah, how was that? Oh, God, that Undertaker-Goldberg pay-per-view, like, main event was difficult to watch. Um, uh, in the chat, they're mentioning that it seems like everyone might be muted. All right, hold on, hold on, let me check something, um... Yep, yep, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Fuck. No, don't worry. Don't 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 even sweat it, cause it's been recording in the background. So, you know, here's the thing. I need to put a little note, like right by my computer, that says after update, check OBS output settings, because every time there's a patch update, two thing, two things happen. One, OBS's volume controls get muted. Because for some reason, it redetects the mixer as a different device. Two, Winamp does not see my sound card, so I have to tell it where it is. It, it goes to the default sound card as opposed to the sound card that I tell it it's supposed to be, you know? So, yeah. So, again, sorry about that. <clears throat> but anyway, the Super Showdown, the rest of the card was okay, but... Undertaker and Goldberg, yeah, those two should not have been out there wrestling like that. Mm. Both Goldberg and Undertaker got dropped on their head by the other guy and could have hurt themselves worse than they were hurt. Well, I will say this. That was a match that should have happened at least 10 years ago. Definitely. And my friend and I were watching the uh, Bethesda of E3 set, uh, conference you mean Sunday the, night. The, the, apolog- the apologetic one. Yeah, they were. They had pointed out that like, like we've listened to, like you've made your feelings known. I'm like, translation. They spent the last year or so screaming at us over Fallout 76, and now here we are fixing it. Mm. And and one of the selling points for their new. Uh, you know, DLC for it was, hey, NPCs are back, with the uh, in-story explanation that, like, hey, the vault, like, and the people from the vault are resettling in a place that's becoming safer, and other people are moving back in. I'm like, keep telling yourself that. I didn't see, uh, like, all of it. I just know that uh, Keanu Reeves suddenly became really popular because of it. I didn't see that part. No, of no, no. Keanu Reeves got popular because he showed up for um, Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. But he's also been in a lot of movies this year, so yeah. he's just kind of like come up as a as a person again. He's he's been in. He was uh, always be my maybe. He was the one of the spoilers. 
Um, he was in that. And then, of course, spoilers, he's in James Wake 3. So, uh, um, yeah, he just kind of came back and has been a pretty prevalent actor. And he's just, like, a nice guy. So, like, oh, yeah. he, he goes out and, like, pets puppies and stuff and, like, is just a genuine human being. So, then he showed up in uh, 2077 and, like, everybody lost their shit at A3. So. I, I will say that game will be a day one purchase. But let's keep it moving. This is not the mm-hmm. post-E3 show. If y'all want the post-E3 show, check out the Bobby Blackwolf show on Sunday, followed by Orange Lounge Radio. But, yeah, that's how things have been going for me. So, Cautiously optimistic, as if it as it were. Mhm. All right. Cool. Um, Mako, how was your week? How was your day? Um, good, I guess. Um, work, and then this past weekend, I went to the local uh, minor league uh, team. They did their first Pride night. Yeah. So we went out to that. Game was horrible, so 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 horrible. Well, it's it's single A minor league, so it's not only sing. It's the last team in the division. <laughs> so the game was horrible. Well, so so you're saying they're like the New York Mets. No, that would be the Brooklyn Cyclones, the class one, the class A affiliate of the Mets. Either or six twelve half dozen or the other. The, the Lakewood Blue, Blue Claws are the Phillies. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really want to go see a Trenton Thunder game. But that's the Yankees. Yes, it is. Mm. That's why I want to go see a Trenton Thunder game. I think we have to make that happen for the. Before the summer is out, maybe. Well, I don't know about Trenton Thunder, but I... They're, they're another step up. They're double A. Yeah, I... Well, I can get tickets for the Blue Claws without having to pay them. Granted, the tickets are only like nine bucks. If that tells you just where in the division... Well, minor league, the, the minor league uh, affiliates always have to come up with some kind of a, some kind of you know gimmick to get fans out to the games. Yeah, I mean, most of the time they have some sort of giveaway. Mm-hmm. Like Friday night was their uh, Harry Potter night. Saturday was their Pride night. Um, they do a Star Wars night. They do uh, basically all the sorts of things that normal teams would do, but basically that's every single game just to try and pull people in with free stuff. Mm. Harry Potter night, huh? I can see Snape, Snape going two points from the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I got to sit through the fireworks, and they were eh, but it's fireworks. Well, that's good. I like fire, so. But we we knew this. (laughs) (laughs) Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Ah, we 
weekend day. Let's see. What did I do? Uh, life. Um, yeah, I basically have had a pretty quiet week. Um, mm -hmm. Just been working on sewing, you know, per usual. Um, and yeah, uh, Pride was big in D.C. I had a lot of friends that went, but I ended up um, going out to a new friend's house for their housewarming um, we played a lot of board games, which was super fun. We played Cosmic Encounters and then also Lords of the Dark Water, Lords of the Black Water. It was the D Dungeons and Dragons board game. I really actually enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I'm hoping to have a game boarding family soon. So that's super fun. Uh, they have game nights every week, so I'm hoping to go back soon. Other than that, yeah, it's just been sewing, which I will show you guys uh, during our geeky stuff related. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, I'm like channeling... Utena Pastel Prince Vibes right now. So, yeah, I've basically just been working on some projects, patterning, getting stuff ready, because um, I have an event coming up in July. So I'm getting ready for that. Hey. But, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much been my weekend day. That's awesome. Glad to hear. Uh, my, yeah. my weekend day has been pretty cool. Uh, Saturday was my niece's birthday, so I hit up the uh, supermarket, bought some burgers, some pinwheels. Now, pinwheels are flank steaks wrapped with cheese and spinach, and it's really good. And you know, they're not. They're, we threw them on the grill, but this is. But I think this is something you're better off throwing into a air fryer or oven or something. But it doesn't matter. It was still good and tasty nonetheless. And then you know, after the kids went away, you know, it was me, my sis, her husband. Um, couple other people we, we just hung out till about four o'clock in the morning in the backyard you know just drinking just talking and just catching up with stuff and I ended up crashing over there and then I woke up with a nagging headache you know and then my sister she woke up nur hugging and nursing the Pedialyte hmm. <laughs> and I, I think we drank all about the same um same amount though you know and I'm starting to, and I guess because, and we both paced ourselves, so I wasn't even drunk at all, not even buzzed. But it's not something I think I'd repeat anytime soon because I still, you know, it is what it is. And also, I I'm not sure if I talked about this last week, but here I I went out. It was time to you know get some new sneakers, new shoes. Because the shoes were starting to crack, so I'm like, let me go to Skechers and pick up a new pair. Because their Skechers aren't expensive; they're not cheap, but they're in that mid range, and they last me about a year, year and a half, and that's all I really care about. As opposed to Payless, where you buy a pair of sneakers, then you buy those same pair in three months, in four months, in three months, and then you realize you could have bought a pair of Skechers or Nikes that lasted you a year. So you know. But um, I went out and I got them. Now my feet kind of vary from time to time in size, so I got the ten and a half relaxed pair, relaxed pair of shoes, and a size eleven sneakers. I'm swimming in them, so I took them back. Got a size ten shoe, which is great, and a ten and a half sneaker. And I wore them last night as I was walking to the laundromat, and I'm still. Swimming around in them, so I'm going to take them back after work on Friday. And somehow I lost the damn receipt. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, mm. well, I did pay with my credit card, so that should help. I just want the same pair in a size ten, you know. And I will say, Skechers has a great, great customer service. 
it's the outlet malls that outlet stores not so much. But the only reason why I go there is because the sneakers there are generally five to ten dollars cheaper than their retail stores, and generally they have a deal: buy one pair, get another pair, fifty percent off. Some stores is twenty or thirty percent, but hey, one pair for sixty bucks and another pair for thirty. Hey, I'm all about that life. Um, and I think that's basically it with our weekend day. Um, moving along the list here. Um, come on, flip up to the next one. Come on, flip to the next one. There we go. Live radio, boys and girls. In this case, live television, boys and girls. Housekeeping news. Okay, uh, we're here. Um, uh, Tuesdays from uh, from nine thirty to eleven, give or take. Uh, we'll still we have uh, we'll still rolling new episodes. Um, now that we're live, you know we haven't done this in a while, but we have a guest coming on the show. Um, this will be next month. Uh, Trixel Cosplay will be joining us. Um, the reason why she'll be joining us on the show is she's not just a plus size cosplayer, but she would she will be featured on an episode of Doctor Pimple Popper, and I and you'll see me running around as Luigi in the background of the episode. So we're going to talk about that episode, you know, why she was on the show, and we'll probably have some news here, so we'll have her get some input on it. It'll be fun, be all about. We'll have a good time. We'll break out the um, we'll break out the good beer, so you know. <laughs> Was that Damien? Mm-hmm. I think he wants some attention from Mama. <laughs> is he gonna wander in the frame? No. Not where not where the like, the frame is set up, I doubt it. And now the part of the show that we like is weekly nerd swag. So every week we wear, we we show off something from our from our massive nerd collection. And for the record, I'm I'm kind of excited about what I want to show coming up. Um, it should be happening in about a couple of weeks. It it is basically the most expensive figurine I have ever purchased, which is basically about. $15 more expensive than the Minako Aino Mega House figurine I bought like two, three years ago. This figurine was going anywhere between $130 and $180. Last week, the price dropped down to $77, and I jumped on that shit. <laughs> and once I get it in, I'll, I'll, keep it in, I'll keep it in the box and show it off to you because I, I can't wait. But for this week, my nerd swag is back to my T-shirts. Um, for a while... What was popular in the fandom? I'd say maybe if you go back about, uh, maybe about three, four years ago, anime and geek shirts that look like selections, like player select screens, like fighting screens. I've seen like fighting screens, something along the lines from The Simpsons and stuff. There is this shirt where it's Goku and Vegeta, and it looks like the character select screens right out of the original Ninja Turtles, and there was an MLP one. Yeah, I've worn that shirt before. I, I, if I could find it, I would love to get one like that. But this week, uh, this shirt is Choose Your Pony. It has the main six plus additional four characters from MLP, and it's set up like a versus battle screen from a fighting game. 
And I would like to give a quick shout out to JV Mon. He was the one who got me this exclusive shirt from when he when he worked at FYE. So JV Mon, if you're listening, thank you, man. Appreciate that. Okay, um, Ichigo, what's your nerd swag? Too many, too many monitors, too many laptops. I hear you. (laughs) So my stuff today is, as you guys know, I'm kind of a J fashion or alternative fashion nerd. So my nerd is a project that I made recently that is inspired by Utena, but it's just a fun little kind of coordinate of shorts that are kind of fluffy and a vest um, that has some beetle wings on it that are, uh, they're, a jewel beetle which is known for its shininess and the fact that it's kind of an iridescent kind of green to blue um but yeah and then i also did some silk and stuff so for those of you who are fellow textile nerds like i am as well as sewing nerds or just j fashion or alternative fashion i am your gal and i enjoyed making this and again pockets (laughs) i was gonna say is that some pockets i see Yes, they're actually very hidden pockets, and um, I, yeah, sorry why he needs to destiny. Like, that's my pockets. <laughs> awesome. Mako-chan, what's your nerd swag? Um, so as you can see, I have a couple of figures. Um, they're actually two different figures. Um, and one is Madoka in her god form, and the other is Homaro in her god form and these are based off of the uh third movie and i really 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 want a fourth one (laughs) the fourth but yeah the fourth my swag the fourth one is where they wreck the entire world and saturn looks at them like and just points at them like why you do that yeah, pretty much. Wait, Saturn? Sailor Saturn. Remember, Death yeah, yeah, the that, Revolution. Uh huh. Ari, what's your nerd swag? I have with me another flask. It is. It has the dude from the Big Lebowski on it. It's just going, the dude abides. I may have forgotten who gave it to me. Mako, was it you? I think that was a me gift. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, I haven't used it in a while, so it's empty it for the time being. Plus, I still haven't emptied the uh, Legend of Drunk uh, NES game cartridge flask that I still have. I should actually take my 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 Super Bar Hub Brothers flask into work and show it off to my coworkers. I'd probably get a kick out of that. Yeah. All right. Um, quick confession time. I have never seen the Big Lebowski. We must rectify this. Yes, yes, we should. There's a lot of movies I have never seen. I'm just looking for my shame bell, but I can't find it. Yeah, but you have to be dressed up like a nun, okay? I know, right? <laughs> God. Also, it bears rewatching because there's a couple of things that you missed the first time around, so. And Dark Tetsuya says in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session that we need my review of Big Lebowski. No, you don't. And <laughs> let's, speaking of our chat room, I see we got some some nerd swag going on. Bob Coffee got his nerd swag going. Um, 
He's going to AX next month and two days of Aquar's goodness. Enjoy, my friend. Enjoy. I wish I could go, but, you know, ain't got that kind of money. And I can't believe I have housekeeping stuffs here twice. I must have been tired last night when I threw the, when I threw the, uh, the rundown together. So. But, so we're going to skip right ahead and get into our first story. Now, I would say this, this first story resonates with, 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 the, with the ladies of our show. And it's un and you'll get a better understanding of why Mako does not come on screen. And if you have a problem with that, um, I don't know what to tell you. Get over yourself. Exactly. Sorry, but like, there's a lot of even just public faces. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're societally acceptably pretty or a potato like me. But um, you're a cute it's potato. It's really hard though. to get on screen when you don't have makeup on your face. Especially for those of us who are eyebrow handicapped, um, because we don't have eyebrows and um, have other, um, you know, things that we don't like about ourselves that we like to change. But being on camera, especially in a performance aspect, can be very taxing on people. And it's also like a point where people feel like they can be judgmental because they're behind a screen and they're not in front of the camera. Right. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate, whatever, but like. But look, look whether you can hate or not, you're speaking the truth, and you're also speaking from experience. So you know, let, let them walk a mile in your in your six inch high heels. Basically, yeah. I, I mean, it's hard. Um, but for people who put themselves out there, sometimes you see big transformations, especially in the case of a Japanese cosplayer that shocked everyone with dramatically uh, revealing their different before and after photos. Um, because there was a very different face hiding beneath the, like, idol makeup Maho Shoujo sparkles. Mm -hmm. So, uh, time and time again, we've seen cosplayers bend genders, recreate fantastical costumes, and pull out all the poses, you know who you are, Jojo cosplayers out there, um, to bring manga, anime, and video game characters to life. Now there's a viral hashtag slash meme going around in the cosplay community that looks at the person beneath the makeup showing the before and after photos behind the look. Um, in particular, there is a cosplayer by the name of, sorry, that was, I don't, I don't, I think that might have been my husband upstairs, but. Or, or um, must have been delivery. <laughs> he's just adding to the emphasis, I guess. So. Now there's the viral hashtag, and it kind of covers that, and it basically covers a specific cosplayer by the name of, like, Tara CB, who cosplayed Shin Sato from the Idolmaster Cinderella Girls. Um, it And it shows kind of her before and after. If somebody, if one of you guys can post the article link in the chat, that'd be awesome, of kind of her daily look versus her dressed-up look, which is... A very drastic look if you're not used to wearing makeup or shaving your hairline or eyebrows for cosplay, which I have been known to do. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, this to me is not shocking, but for those of you who are fans of a cosplayer or a netizen or whatever, and you've never seen this before, it can seem like a pretty impressive magical girl transformation. Mm -hmm. Itawasa, who goes by the Twitter handle ITWS underscore A, says the photo on the left was taken by her mother in the morning 
when she was having a cup of coffee after waking up and finishing her makeup and skincare routine. Now, before, which is very, now before yeah, we continue, this cosplayer gets all the respect in the world because she's sitting there with a cup of coffee, okay? Okay. It's basically the, the please don't bother me face until I finish this cup of coffee or and, murder will ensue. Exactly. Um, and you'll hear the song that I sang from that letter that you could get out of that gashapon machine haunting you in your dreams. <laughs> um, so then it shows pictures. <laughs> don't bring that up again. <laughs> Apparently it still haunts Ari. So, you know, uh, Agent Zero Zero uh, achieved. Um, but the, then it has pictures of the same girl outside in her cosplay, which when you insert circle lenses into your eyes that are a different color and bigger than traditional eyes, and you also do up your makeup and do your brows and all that other stuff, it's definitely a very drastic look. People online were suitably impressed to buy her cosplay skills and confidence to bear it all, leaving comments like, it's so rare to see a cosplayer without makeup. I always thought I didn't have the looks to cosplay, but this has given me the confidence to try. Oh my gosh, her makeup-free skin is gorgeous. What's her secret? She is glowing in that before image. And well done for putting it all out there. Definitely following her and supporting her from now on. Itawasa said that she was surprised of all the attention she's been getting from her tweets, and it certainly boosted her followers. She not, she's not the only cosplayer to show the before and after images. And you can join in too simply by sharing your photo with the hashtag of cosplayer on and off. Um, but while you're there, you may want to take a look at the first and latest character cosplay comparison hashtag for some amazing then versus now transformations. And it, if you go to the article, it has the kanji, which is specific to this particular hashtag. But if you look it up, I'm sure there's a lot of English cosplayers, European cosplayers, and cosplayers who speak, you know, a language that you speak, be it, um, you know, English or an another language. Feel free to look it up, and I'm sure you'll find some very interesting magical transformations. Mm -hmm. And I do, I know for a short period of time that hashtag did catch on quick here in the U.S. because I was seeing it on Twitter for a bit. So you know, and, and you know, and I and I know cosplayers, male and female, with giant like cases of makeup so they can get into their cosplays and make sure they're flawless. You do that. You do what you gotta do. It's all good. It's all gravy. You know. Now, now, interesting uh, flow of articles. We are going to move. And why hasn't this thing updated yet? Come on. There we go. There we go. I might actually, I may have to actually break down and get like a little, um, what are those streaming boxes to go back and forth? Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. But, let, let, let's talk a little CD. I mean, we've talked about how, on here, how interesting the anime industry can be. And I have friends who are in the act, who are actors and actresses, and, I, and I've heard a few things, you know, and... For some reason, some of the things I have heard, you'd swear it was a freaking hentai or a freaking porn, but half <laughs> the time it's actually true, you know? Who would have thought? So we're going to talk about, as you can see here, it says, 
the seedy anime industry. It's not as seedy, but you would think so since we have a Japanese adult video star who is talking about the casting couch and the industry itself. There is a show on Japanese TV called Jikuri Kit Kitaro, which means listen carefully. They had a, a Japanese adult video star on there, Kokono Yuzuki. And they had an interview with her, and they talked, and they asked her about which entertainment gig has the darkest of sides, and she said anime voice acting. Now, she talks about she's had a variety of jobs in the entertainment business, you know, actress, stage, voiceovers, modeling, and now adult video work, you know. Basically, she was saying in her interview is she talked about why women who are working in Fuzoku, which is prostitution, that appear in adult videos, and how doing so can increase their rates, and about how being a minor celebrity can result in a bigger payday for your debut. All right, cool. But as this was going on, she did say, reveal how she knew about the unseen side of voice acting. So she basically says that you start in a vocational school for voice acting, you enter a talent agency, and you become a voice actor. And she says that many young women enter in the field, don't know about the world, and end up on the casting couch. And in, oh ja boy. in Japan, the casting couch is called Makura Igyo, which literally means the pillow trade. She says how these old producers will say to them, next time I'll give you a job. One of the hosts on this program, um, comedian June Nagura, says that he's been in the industry for a long time, and it, being the voice acting business, isn't that bad of a place. So basically what she is saying that in the anime voice acting field, if you really want to get like the top roles or get pushed up there, you got to give a little hand job or something like that. And, you know, and that is kind of disgusting. And I mean, and by kind of, I mean, it is. But what the sad part is, th this is no different from a lot of stuff that goes on here in the States. So, and she says that she's been invited to a party where lots of people have been all over her. She's been groped, like, and people are like, it's not that big of a deal. And one producer was drunk and all over her. You know, it was just chaotic. I feel like we covered another article on this quite a few months ago where awesome. there was another voice actress that came and spoke out about it and she definitely talked about how she wasn't invited to do something because mm -hmm. she didn't go to a hot spring hotel with a group of girls yeah. but the girls were very much like playful about it and like oh it's you know it's something you have to do it's like the the lipstick rule of like getting into the industry or staying within the industry is that you have to like kiss up to people or do things mm -hmm. that you would not otherwise do to step higher than where you are. Right. I mean, I mean, give, given what's been going on here lately, some of what I just talked about kind of resonates with that, and we will leave it at that. And um, speaking of that, I want to say this real quick because I know a few people have asked me about this, and this is something that I said... And basically, everybody on staff has agreed. We have a Vic moratorium, which basically means after that one article we discussed a few weeks back, we are no longer discussing him. We are no longer discussing anything in regards to the lawsuit, anything like that. If you see anything like that and you tag us 
most likely we are not going to respond. We may respond from our personal profile pages, but that's just about it. The only time we, we will discuss this again is after the dust has settled and we will discuss what the end results were. Other than that, we are not talking about it. So. You may occasionally see us in the background just leaning against the wall, munching popcorn, watching people just completely Hindenburg all over the countryside. <coughs> yeah. What a tragedy. Oh, the, hum- oh, the humanity. Yes. That's the phrase I was looking for. Thank you, Ari. <laughs> oh, I guess it's my turn as yeah. well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Event Company, Left Field Media, which hosts Anime New York City, Awesome Con, Rose City, Comic Con, and Big Easy Comic Con, announced on Friday they'll launch a new anime convention in Fort Worth, Texas, titled Anime Frontier. It'll be held May 8th to 10th, 2020 at the Fort Worth Convention Center. Uh, the company announced seven English voice actor guests who will attend the event. Aaron Zek, Barbara Dunkelman of Goddammit Barb fame, Kara Ibero, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, Max Middleton, Ray Chase, Robbie Damon, and Samantha Ireland. In addition, the company state also has Japanese pop culture creators, illustrators, directors, and voice actors as well as concerts. Leftfield Media said Anime Frontier also has exhibits, panels, premieres, and guests from publishers including Anaplex, Animate, Crunchyroll, G-Kids, High Dive, Kodansha, Sentai Filmworks, Sunrise, Vertical, and Viz Media. Uh, the weekend tickets are available for $45. That ain't bad for, you know, for, for, for first-year con, just saying. But given that it's in Texas and it's the cost of living on it is not as high, so, you know, I think this is pretty cool. And it's right in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it's sort of like the heart of Texas, I think. I, I don't know. It's in a good area of mm-hmm. Texas. And the fact that it's during May is a nice time because that hopefully will be when it's like right before it gets too hot to do any big costumes for those who are interested in that. Mm-hmm. The only thing I worry about because next year is their first first year, right? Yes. Logistical nightmare? Um, logistical nightmare and... The Olympics will be going on during around that time, so I they may the not will be get towards the, the summer. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because if people are starting to travel out for that time, they might not get the attendance they're looking for. Oh, but I, I, I think they might because Texas, for a big old yeah, the, state, uh, there's a lot the of twenty twenty Olympics here. are July twenty fourth to August 9th in Tokyo. Oh, okay. So they're starting off later. So then that's good. That'll be a good um, time of the year, and then also hopefully. Um, they'll get the attendance because they'll have enough time before the Olympics that people are willing to like fit, you know, put out money for local events. So hopefully, we'll see how it goes. Also, here's a th- here's a weird thought I had. Yeah. What do you call the stereotypical Texas cowboy who's also an anime fan? A yihaku? Leave. Crickets chirping. Yeah, I, I figured that was going to happen. Well, I will say, if you're going, you're going to have a great time, because this is from the people who originated uh, New York Comic Con and New York Anime Festival before they left and started their own thing. And speaking of crickets chirping, uh, Baco, it sounds like we have a, a cricket coming back to the back to the big stage, huh? 
Uh, yeah, let me get that up. So, um, voice actress and singer Aya Hirano is holding her first live concert in four years this coming summer. Uh, she's scheduled in Tokyo, Kanagawa, Osaka, and Aichi in August. Uh, the concerts will include original songs, anime theme songs, and musical theater songs. The Aya Hirano Special Live 2019 Storm Rider will focus on and Annie songs while Toronto first musical concert 2019 Starry Night will center on musical theater tracks. They're planning a crowdfunding campaign to put together a hands-on menu for fans. Ideas include merchandise by Hirano herself participating in a live record session and exclusive concert limits to just 25 fans. The Stormrider concert is currently scheduled as a single show in Tokyo on August 8th. The Starry Night concerts will be held twice daily on August 10th, 11th, and 17th in Yokohama, Osaka, and Nagoya. So you may know her from her title role in The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. She's performed the theme songs for animes such as Haruhi, Fairy Tale, and Lucky Star, another television series in which she headlined. Mm -hmm. um, and she returned to Japan in 2017 because she went studying abroad here in New York. I actually met Aya Hirano outside of a convention about 10, 11 years ago. I forget, I think this was during uh, For Haruhi. Uh, she was at Forbidden Planet. It was me, Shannon, a couple of other friends, and we were all there. Uh, I, there is a picture of all of us, and I think Shannon has it on his Facebook. I have got to ask him if he can if he can pass me a copy because I don't think I have it anymore. So that was a, I think they was trying to do some type of commercial or something or a clip for for a video or something. So you know, good time. Now, speaking of comeback, Ari, what's up with Toei and wanting fresh blood? I can tell this is not another Rambo film. <clears throat> well, I gotta, I gotta take down that dastardly millionaire's club somehow. Get all those new bloods in there. <laughs> I see what you did there, sir. Oh, oh, oh. oh good. Someone got that. I, don't, I didn't want to go 0 for 2 tonight. Mm. Uh, Code Geass director Goro Tanaguchi appeared as a guest on the cultural critic, a cultural critic Sunihiro Uno's online program Hangouts Plus on March 11th. Tanaguchi was asked what he thought about the current anime industry trends, and he uh, said this. Ari, Ari, are you reading the right one? Um, whoop. I think I am. All right. Sorry, what new blood in the industry? Oh yeah, yeah. I was, my, I was spotting something else. My apologies. Please continue. My apologies. That is the right one, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. I'm wait. And it's actually one that says New Blood in the yep, title, yep, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, what the hell's the matter with me? Yeah. Let's see. That was my fault. Sorry about that. I get told don't put the pressing elements in. The production committee is separated from the fans. They don't know what to be, what what will or won't be a hit. Uh, the Plants YouTube channel up, upload the first half of the hour to the discussion. I will... Uh, Put it in the chat for all of you to see here. 
And let's see, where was I? Uh, Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion, at TV January 1st, aired in Japan in October 2006. And the second season, R2, premiered April 2008. Uh, Let's see, last month, Code Geass, Lelouch of the Resurrection, that nice, awkward semicolon in the middle. Announced that the film is phase one of a 10 year plan of new content in the Code Geass franchise. Um, you are, that is the wrong story. Oh, god damn it. No, you know, just, just, just read it. Um, that was the end of that article. Yeah, well, so I guess Ichigo will take that story when we, when we come back around, so. I'm, I had this odd feeling um, OneNote didn't update properly on your end, which it should have. Well, considering they're all the these three stories are basically all connected, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if they all have something similar in them. True, true. Because, you know, the, that story... Uh, because it's a story about the 100-year anime project that ties into something else that Toei wants to do. So, people, here is your chance to pitch your own anime. We, oh, I, boy. We have some really creative people out there on YouTube and Facebook, all of that. I've watched fan projects. Some are amazing. Some are just... Wow. Soldier Boy level. No, no, no. no. It, they, these will make Soldier Boy stop and go, what? So I'm taking the new blood. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Do you want to take that now? Sure. Go for it. So um, it's all good. We're we're kosh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So the Toei Animation representative director wants new blood in the anime industry. So for those of you who've been working on that fan fiction of whatever show you've been working on in your closet, here you go. Toei Animation announced its 100-year anime project contest for original anime on Thursday. The project's name originates from its goal to create an anime that will continue for the next 100 years. The project allows participants to submit proposals for an anime project in one of the four different courses, each aimed at people with varying levels of experience in the anime industry, including amateurs. Toei Animation Representative Director Katsuhiro Takagi stated that the project hopes to create anime that people will not find familiar or similar to other works. He describes the project as a first for Toei because the studio has never made a public call for anime pitches that is open to amateurs. We want to borrow the strength of people on the outside, he said. Takagi also expressed that his thoughts on the current state of the anime industry Um, were that despite a large number of anime being made, he felt that only a small number were hits, which makes sense because that's how art works. But anyway, he spoke of the struggle to create things that are both artistically satisfying and commercially successful. He went on, that's why we want people with ideas to make use of this project. We've built up the know-how over many years to make a product succeed. According to Takagi, Anime has the power to change the common sense of the era. When he first joined Toei, there was a perception that anime was only for kids. Mm. However, great anime is able to appeal across ages and genders, and a specific example he gave of a series that was able to overturn the common sense of the era was Akira Toriyama's Dr. Slump. 
which figures a girl wearing glasses and casual clothes. Before then, the conventional approach to heroines was to make them have wide eyes, blonde hair, wear pretty clothing, and because Arale was more down-to-earth, she was able to appeal to girls. Mm. Takagi also cited Sailor Moon as a subversive series for its time, being that a Super Sentai show did not traditionally have a female cast. In closing, Takagi said that I think the day is not far off when the anime industry will undergo a new paradigm shift, and I don't want our way of thinking to be rigid. I want this project to give birth to new ideas. In fact, people who haven't had much to do with the anime industry until now are less likely to be constrained by the need to make profit or to emulate past success. They can use their imaginations freely, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of fresh new pitches we'll get. The course, the A course of the 100-year project is for those who have no experience working in the anime, um, manga, or industry in general. The B course is for those who do have experience working in the industry and can submit detailed proposals that will enter into production quickly. And the C course seeks proposals for a remake of the EQ-san television anime. Um, and then D course is for experienced animators, background artists, and prop designers who will support the project. Each course will have a grand prize, runner-up, and honorable mention for proposals, and winners will have respective cash prizes of 1 million yen, about, uh, about 9,200 U.S. dollars, 500,000 yen, about $4,600, or 300,000 yen, which is roughly about 2 to 3K. Toei Animators' original 1975-1982 Ikkyu-san television anime series is loosely expired by Ikkyu Shoujun, a real-life Buddhist monk who lived in the 15th century Japan. The story imagines Ikkyu's childhood as a mischievous but clever monk in training at the Ankokuji Temple. Um, so yeah, I I don't know, I kind of have mixed feelings about this just because the prizes, um, unless there is an, I guess, eventuality of a chance at um, like hiring someone, mm. I feel almost like these are drops in the bucket when it comes to them having to hire someone to actually do this on the daily, but I could be wrong. And Izuki do seem like kind of lowball figures. It does, but, you know, I mean, it is a contest after all. People want to get their foot in the door, so. Yeah, so that's why I was saying if there's a chance to, to benefit from it, I guess, or maybe take, I know that uh, trade skills and internships and things are a little bit bigger in Japan than they are in the States. Uh, at least they're paying for it. That's at more than a lot of other contests can say. At least they're not paying them in exposure. I've died mm -hmm. from exposure. We call um, us creative types refer to that as the E word. Uh, and lately, um, exposure does not get you very far. Hmm. Forget these e-bucks. You better give me some real Benjamins, you know? Now... To basically tie along into what Ichigo is talking about, Toei is, is launching a contest where you can pitch your own anime, like I previously said. There are four courses, an A, B, C, and a D course. If you have no experience in anime and you want to you know, get figure something out, that's the A course. If you've worked in the industry and you can submit a detailed proposal, that's the B course. Um, if you C course is for a remake of the Ikkyu-san anime, and the D course is for those who have experience 
with an animation, background work, prop designers. People will be like part of the supporting staff. Now, as you go through this, depending on the course, uh, there's a there's a cash prize: one million yen, five hundred thousand yen, three hundred thousand yen, and so on and so forth. One million yen is about ninety two hundred bucks, bringing you down to three hundred yen, which is about twenty seven hundred dollars. So basically, uh, Toei Animation is representative director Katsuhiro Takagi stated that the project hopes to create anime that people will not find familiar or similar to other works. In other words, they're looking for some great ideas. Now, we've all been there. We've watched the anime, and we've seen how typical it is, and we're going, you know, if I was running this, I would do it this way, I would do it that way. So, fan fiction writers, here's your chance. <coughs> yes. Here is your chance. And go for it. I'd like to see something new and interesting. I mean, I think something new and interesting is starting to happen in Boruto, but, you know, I'm like a few episodes behind. But that's neither here nor there. Alright, now that we got all that out of the way, um, Mako-chan! Yes? Your fandom... On a yeah, so I, I know we did speak about um, Agretzko, but mm -hmm. they did finally release an English uh, dub trailer, and the new season will debut on June 14th, which oh, is this weekend. Friday! Uh, <laughs> I, I just want... I'm so excited. I, I already know already, Mako-chan's going to be unavailable the whole weekend. I know that for a fact. Well, I, I'm, yes. See? But not, not because of this. I'm catching up on a lot of TV. I mean, you figure if this series is the same as the first season, um, you're talking 10, 15 episodes, so... It's, you know, two and a half hours. Mm. Doesn't quite take up that much of my day. Yeah, but as a Gretzko, you'll watch it at least three times. No, I mean, not right away. I'll watch it in English, and then eventually I'll watch it in Japanese. And then, then I'll probably watch it in English again. There you go. I mean, that's what I did with the first season. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to hear because obviously the metal voice is going to be different in every language. So I did I do have plans to at least run through really quick and hear uh, the death metal voice, so I can listen I to the music. I was the impression that death metal growls are universal. Uh, the growls, yes, but there are actually words behind some of that. Oh, I know. I just mm. so I think of it sometimes. Like it's sort of like I think in most most versions of Pokemon. Pikachu is still uh, the Japanese voice right across the board. Mm -hmm. Also, the accent. Hey. 
could you, could you imagine a Gretzko in Gaelic? Aye. Or German. Oh, good lord. <laughs> She'd be singing Rammstein, and I would just fucking love that. Do Hashmi. I'm 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 kind of surprised there isn't already in a Gretzko uh, Ramstein uh, AMV. Look hard enough, you'll find one. True, so true. All right, all right. Are we done here with the news? Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Oh boy. Now it's time for everyone's, well, mostly everyone's favorite part of the show. Meanwhile, in Japan where Mako-chan will scour Japanese news and find us some very interesting stories that makes us say, what? But this week, we did something a little different. Or in this case, I did something a little bit different. I found an article, and I threw it in there, and I can't believe the Mets lost, The Mets beat the Yankees. What the hell? Anywho. <laughs> uh, this, this, this the article I threw in there, I, I wasn't sure if it would, it would make the normal show roll or the B-roll, which is Meanwhile in Japan. So... I threw that in there. So now we each have our own story to read, and I will take the second article. I'll take the first one, then. Okay, I guess I get the last one. And we'll find out at the end, uh, did Ichigo really draw the short the short straw? Well, no, she kind of jumped on that grenade, the so... Chat, uh... I definitely called one of the articles. Mm. Ah, okay. <laughs> well played. I did it wait before you guys even anticipated it. Wow. Well played. <laughs> All right. Um, Ari, kick things off. An illustrator shows the different types of perverts encountered on Japanese trains. Unfortunately, reality in Japan is that recently groping and sexual harassment incidents on trains or train platforms are not uncommon to see in news headlines. Just mm. recently, media discussion about handling such incidents were sparked again by footage of schoolgirls chasing down a man who touched him inappropriately. I remember that trains. video. Huh? The guy was running, and it was another businessman who stuck his foot out and made the guy trip, and the girls just started kicking him. I'm a bitch. A Japanese illustrator by the name of Nago, Instagram I-K-N-G underscore zero, took the Twitter to describe the different types of ch- chikan, or gropers or molesters, that appear on a trans man or woman. And among the the uh, illustrations we see, incessantly patting your hair, sitting super close to you despite the train being empty, pushing her junk up against you, putting her foot in between yours with a suspicious, suspicious hole in her shoe which may conceal the camera, pouring liquids on you, placing their hands over yours in the he- strap, nibbling on your hair, you. Any case of extraordinary perverts, or just another day in the New York subway, a nude person in a horse mask. Basically, and I'm going, and I'm going to show right here in the chat um, a picture. Uh, 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 basically, a picture of uh, like an ex- a bit of an example here. So. And these examples are basically what the artist is drawing. So, yeah. I leaned away. I leaned the wrong way for that one. <laughs> mm, that's okay. And, resp- 
In response, many may comment sharing their own experiences, and Nago picked up a few of them, illustrated them. I don't know why he did, because they include things like putting a used condom in your bag, using one of your earphones as you wear them, sticking a tongue in your ear, unhooking your bra, licking you, grabbing a hold of your arms, rubbing elbows on your chest, putting their crotch close to your face while you're sitting down, unbuttoning your shirt, cutting your skirt, cut, touching your chest or ass while getting off the train, or showing you obscene videos or images on their phone. All of these incidents read like a long, like a daily dose of who the fuck would do that? Whoever it is, when they're caught, they'll be unemployed. Honestly, I can picture that happening on the New York subway and only for the guy to immediately get his head smashed into the nearest wall. Basically. And uh, Theo X 75 says in our chat room at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, uh, there was another incident where two Twitch streamers were streaming while on public and they totally freaked out when a black guy on his phone walked by walked by past them and they both clutched their purses and ran away. And they're both Asian females. Wow. Talk about sticking it to the stereotype. Yikes. I expect a bunch of middle-aged white women with I want to speak to your manager haircuts to do that. <sighs> uh-uh. I think we can move on from this. Yes, yes we can. And um, Theo says they got massive heat on Twitter for that. If you can find this for me, by all means, please PM that my way because I would love, I would love to read that. Now moving right along, um, they say payback's a bitch, and I, I, I tend to believe I, I have my fair share of that. So, what what happened was this guy basically turned his suit into sushi. So this is what happened. Wait, let me fix it. There we go. Right, so basically, a Japanese office worker he got fired, and he took parts of his business suit and he took his iPhone and he turned it into sushi. So basically what happened was this office worker, and according to the way the video goes, um, Ari, if you can, uh, if you can link the video, that would be great. It's right there in the, the first link in the article. Oh, okay. Also, yeah. it does a nice little uh, nod to Back to the Future Part 2. Because mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, that's a, tr- that's a normal thing. And what Ari means is that when the salary man got home, he received a fax saying, you're fired. You get the facts came from every appliance in the house, including a sewing machine. Yep. Because Japan loves their fax machines. So this sent the salary man into a rage, prompting him to rip off parts of his suit and shirt to make sushi out of them. He's also using his shoe, sock, iPhone, calculator, and other bits and pieces to make a sushi meal. Created by Omozak, a YouTuber who describes himself as a person who likes to make stop-motion cooking videos, cleverly made this clip strings together a whopping 3,257 individual photos with no CG or Photoshop involved in this. So, you can see him going through the process of taking parts of his suit, his iPhone, his tie, 
his shirt, his shoe, and turning it all into sushi and sashimi. He used the, he used a green highlighter as a stand-in for wasabi. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one would be more disgusting. Now, if you look at the picture, it, the meal looks surprisingly delicious with everyday objects used to create. Makizuki roll, salmon roll, gunkan maki, sea urchin gunkan maki, pickled ginger rose garnish, tuna sushi, egg roll sushi, hikari mono, which is sushi topped with a silvery skin fish, squid and eel sushi. Wow, this guy is talented. Just wow. I mean, that's one way to get your to get your aggressions out, you know. I mean, that's pretty like it's very artistic. If I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like if a gallery owner reaches out to him for like an installation of art or something. It looks very well put together and very well organized, and mm. and it actually looks really cool. Although the silk tie and the suit make me very sad. <laughs> Understandable and rightfully so. They're probably expensive. That's why. Yeah, the fabrics look pretty nice, so... I wouldn't even think about doing that with my own fucking suit. It's difficult it is for me to get fucking suits that fit me. Well, uh, next article is going to be uh, basically a singer that is pretty... I don't know, she seems like a pretty well-known singer to me and a bunch of my friends, but... For those of you who are fans of Ayumi Hamasaki, definitely in the chat, let us know. Mm -hmm. um, recently, she was criticized, though, by fans for her inappropriate Instagram picture. And I use bunny ears because people apparently just want the ever-young celebrity to act her age, whatever the fuck that means. I'm sorry, I'm reminded of Sydney Lauper song, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. And if it includes sitting around in a shopping cart for photos in an arty way, you know, shove off. Let them have fun. These days, the list of things to be outraged by is pretty long. Some things are worth addressing, like racism, sexism, and anti-Semitism. Mm. But sometimes, the things that people will get riled up about, particularly when it comes to celebrities anywhere, not just in Japan, are major head-scratchers. Putting your hands in your pockets when it's cold outside? How dare you? Tattooing your family's names on your shoulder? For shame. Even fashion icon and superstar, singer Ayumi Hamasaki, mm -hmm. famous for dominating the Japanese pop music scene in the 2000s, is not immune. She's been under fire by Korean fans before, but now Japanese fans are stepping in mad at her too. Why? Why, you may ask? Why, you may say? Because she posted a photo of herself sitting in a shopping cart on Instagram. I'm just letting you guys take that in for a second. Uh, uh, yeah. The picture itself looks entirely harmless, and it really is. Ayumi is just sitting in a red shopping cart with her knees folded in front of her, wearing stylishly round glasses and casually dangling, dangling her wedged heels, like her shoes, over the edge of the cart. She's smiling and looking like she's having a great time. And since the picture is off-center and the colors of the graffiti-painted building behind her are bright and vibrant, it's actually a pretty artistic shot. 
But Japanese netizens had nothing but criticism for the photo. According to Live Door News, many thought posing like this was inappropriate for a 40-year-old woman. Since Hamasaki is an internationally renowned celebrity, she is representative of Japan and has an undeniable influence over the youth of Japan. And apparently, sitting in a shopping cart is shockingly immature behavior for a woman of her age and stature. Oh, please. <sighs> Interestingly, people seemed half-pleased that she removed her shoes before climbing in as a polite gesture to maintaining the cleanliness of the cart. Perhaps? But some said it was not enough and that she was setting a bad example by being in the cart at all. Shopping carts are not for riding. Tell that to small children with their parents putting them in them. Um, tell, that to, tell that to the guys at Jackass circa 2003. And she may be 40, but she definitely doesn't look it. Um, which I like, that's another thing is like, what does 40 look like? No one, maybe. Um, but Hamasaki is not the only celebrity to be criticized for misusing shopping carts. In January of 2018, a, ba a baseball player, Sho Nakata, uploaded a shot of himself being pushed around in a cart by his teammates during practice camp in the U.S. And also called, uh, he was also called an embarrassment to the Japanese people as a result. The picture was quickly deleted, but Hamasaki appears to be not deterred. Uh, she seems to have disabled comments, um, but the picture remains up and proud on her Instagram. Whether in defiance of criticism or simply as an inspirational quote, the photo's caption says, take a deep breath for my brain and live ourselves lives, not others. Perhaps intending to mean live your own life or live for yourself or YOLO. Um, so it seems clear she won't be deleting it anytime soon. Um, the article writer said that they personally objectively liked the photo um, and they didn't think Ayumi was doing anything particularly worth getting worked up about. However, they were not sure of the opinion. If you act young and lively that you'll enjoy life so you'll feel younger. So the article writer was in favor of celebrities doing whatever makes them happy at any age as long as it's not hurting anyone else. Um, and then they jokingly, like, tongue-in-cheek said, except ex-Japan's Yoshiki, he's not allowed to play around on skateboards anymore. Um, there's a story there, isn't there? Yeah, there's a story there. Um, and there's an article actually attached to it, I'll, I'll link it, but yeah. Um, in general, to me, I'm sorry, it's an art artistic shot, and I may be biased because I have a lot of training in technical arts and, and all that other fun stuff, but, like, I get it, like, Societal differences in Japan. It's just prim and proper. Just let them have fun, dang it. So true. Alright, and now to our last story. Mako. Yes, yes. So have you ever decided that you wanted to smell like a young woman? No. Well, Deco Dudes has the feminine fragrance for you. So, Japan's Roto Pharmaceutical announced that it had isolated two chemical compounds, Lactone C10 and C11, 
which the bodies of young women produce in greater quantities than those of older women. Production of lactone C10 and C11 peak in the teen years, and since the compounds are fragrant, the similarities to peach and coconut, they become known as the secret to the coveted young woman aroma. Roto was quickly was quick to develop a line of lactone-rich body soap and deodorant, which it claims as an industry first called Deco. The primary target market is women in their 30s and older, and since its release last spring, Deco has been a big hit with sales 60% above Roto's initial projections. However, there's more to the success than just mature women who want to reclaim the feminine, youthful bouquet of their schoolgirl days. Do or, tell! Yeah, <laughs> or young ladies wanting to double their lactone levels. Deco has improved has proved popular with a third demographic as well. Dudes. The fruity feminine fragrance has been convincing some guys to buy a bottle or stick for themselves since having the aroma wafting around them makes them feel like there's a young woman in intimately close proximity. And That's it's not creepy at all. Yeah. And it's not like they're just unscrewing the cap and taking a sniff whenever they feel lonely. As satisfied male customers on social media have been singing the praises of washing themselves with the soap or rolling the deodorant across a patch of their skin with the scent lasting for hours afterwards. Of course, this raises the question of whether or not these guys feel awkward walking around smelling like a young girl themselves. But odds are most of them aren't doing any walking around while under the deco status effect. Most people in Japan take a shower at night before going to bed, so by the time they have to get up for work or school in the morning, the smell has largely dissipated and was instead at its peak right as they crawled into bed. Although there's no data available breaking down the gender of buyers, Deco has since risen to the number one body soap sales position on Amazon Japan, where it sells for about $12.25. The two varieties of deodorant occupy the number two and three spots on online retailer Rakuten's deodorant ranking. Mm. Roto itself says it's aware of the product's popularity among male shoppers and hopes that maybe their enjoyment of Deco will encourage them to buy some of the companies designed for men's soap and deodorant as well, but odds are they just want their sheets to smell like a girl. Meaning they'll want to rub it against their body pillows while they dry hump them. Ew. I wasn't going there. You went there. So I take no responsibility for that. Hard left straight into a brick wall. Funk. I just I just predict the worst that humanity would offer us. And you're probably right, but ew. <laughs> I didn't want to say it myself. <laughs> Let's not just say it is what it is. So. Yeah, can we get out of here, please? I, I, I think we can do that. Oh, God. I, I think on this show, we went to places I don't think we were supposed to go. 
just saying, you know? Hey, articles, this is all you guys. True. I'm just saying. I, I, you know what? It is? You put it down, and then when you go through it, you're like, oh my god, what have I gotten myself into? Oh no, I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. <laughs> but I didn't state it. I just gave you the ammunition. You guys shot it. Yeah, and you broke Ichigo in the process. So I hand me the glue, please. Not the first time. N- nor will it be the last time. I think she's finally healed up from the last time you broke her, which was about a month and a half ago, Mako. <laughs> I try. Oh, good God almighty. I think it's time to get out of here. God. So, thank you for listening if you're listening on the podcast. And thanks for watching us if you're watching us here on Twitch. Uh, if you love the show, if you like the show, tell a friend. They and Terrell tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, basically, we're telling you what we like and don't like. We're being straight up. So, if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post links to our weekly podcast, convention photos, YouTube videos, anime reviews, cosplay interviews, cosplay tips and tricks, and convention reviews. All that and a lot more over at animejamsession.com. Swing by and check it out. And don't forget, you can find our podcast on many sites. So if you have an iPhone, Windows Mobile Phone, Android, sorry BlackBerry people, can't help you there. You can find us on various apps. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Player FM, uh, Pod, uh, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, you name it. Just search Anime Jam Session and you'll find us. And what's great is that these apps allow you to leave reviews. So we want to know what you think of the show. Drop us a line. Post on the, or on the page. We'd like to hear. We'd like to know. Don't forget, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Anime Jam Session. So, YouTube.com slash Anime Jam Session, Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session, and Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. And, to be perfectly honest, we cannot do this show without y'all, so thank you for loving us, liking, tweeting, retweeting, and following us on social media. We cannot do this show without you. So we're going to go around the room. Last words, Ichigo. 404, Ichigo is broken. But uh, I'll be back next week, and I'll see you guys then. I don't know. I might do some streaming in between. So catch up with me at Ichigo Gami or Strawberry Paper Doll. Last words, Ari. If the Blues and the Golden State Warriors win the championship, I'm just going to stop watching sports altogether for next several seven or eight months or whatever as long as it's not boston exactly last words mako i need to go to sleep but also i'm quite excited that there's going to be a corgi like pokemon in the new pokemon game (laughs) because the queen needs her corgis the queen mom someone tell eric cobble that oh no he knows oh boy my last word yeah yeah he needs a plush now (laughs) My last words. Oh, tonight was the first episode of all new Pressure Lux, so you know where I'm going right after the show, so. To the bathroom. Nah. (laughs) 
Well, that is it. End of list. We're going to get up and out of here. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of our show. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Bye. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. That is it. Perfect. The, the tablet's rebooting. We're out of here. Good night, y'all. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!